Hi, guys. I'm Dre. I'm Allison. This is the Aim High Podcast. Um, I'm Dre, obviously, and I'm joined by my wonderful friend, Allison. So, Allison, obviously, I know who you are, but a little bit for the other people, for the people that are going to be listening, who are you? <laughs> yeah, so who I am, um, first of all, I grew up born and raised here in Colorado. Um, I went to CU Boulder, studied business, but more so outside of that, I have found a love for CrossFit. I have found a love for others around me and a love for my peers. So I would say that pretty much defines who I am is my friends, my family, and my habits. Okay, fantastic. I love that. So speaking of CrossFit, why CrossFit? So why CrossFit? That's a question I get asked all the time because obviously you see all the memes online like CrossFitters can't do real pull-ups. CrossFitters are like this, X, Y, Z. But for me personally, I was doing the self-improvement plan, trying to figure out, you know, okay, what muscle groups do I do this day? What muscle groups do I do this day? How do I define it in the best way? Because, you know, as a girl, you want big butt, some good legs, everything like that. But once you realize it's all one connective whole body part, you have to strengthen your core to get good legs. You have to strengthen your upper body to have good posture, which helps with the legs. But I would say the main thing overall was the fact that it has self-improvement in every single aspect of life. Okay. Yo, that's fire. Yeah. You know, so I kind of got. I don't know many like. I don't know many like elite CrossFitters, but uh, one of my favorite professional wrestlers, that's Seth Rollins. Uh, yes, he talked about him. He yeah. does CrossFit, and his nickname is CrossFit Jesus. Yes. Uh, and looking at his body, I see the benefits of CrossFit. CrossFit Jesus and the Fit Wizard. If you look him up on Instagram, oh, they just make CrossFit worth it but i would say more so about crossfit is it's not improving on skills it's more so about the community that you gain from it it's functional 100 functional fitness yes shout exactly. out to dave i work with dave dave is uh one of the trainers at my gym he is a big functional fitness guy and he's always telling me the benefits i'm always like dave you know i don't think functional fitness is for me like i'd love to know how to be functionally strong but i don't think crossfit as it's as a whole is for me and he always goes no that's wrong crossfit yep. is for everyone a hundred percent and the craziest thing is when i go to my gym there's people ranging from 75 years old to 15 i can't imagine being and it's all being different CrossFit. functional fitness like my cousin and i like you know have been renovating the house yes and i have used over six different crossfit movements taking oh. things out of the house and putting them back in and it's all because of fitness oh my gosh i, know, I can't right? imagine that so functional fitness is a huge key. That's why she's so strong. That's why. She'd Not really. <laughs> she be out here. Guns. Um, so for CrossFit, before CrossFit, what really got you to start checking out gyms and trying out gyms? Yeah. So honestly, I'll be 100% transparent here, but um, I had a really bad eating disorder throughout high school and college, and mm -hmm. it it kind of made my body feel weak. I was getting bruised easily, you know, just, it wasn't a fulfilling life. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to wake up and think about avoiding food. It's not a fun habit to have. So once I started to get into it, you know, I didn't really have an aim because you see all this stuff online that's do this. And then you see a video two seconds later that says, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and so you get a little confused on your direction, but I found that through CrossFit and through having a direction, it definitely triggered it more to, as you were asking, 
um, prior, it was kind of just a shot in the dark mm-hmm. of, okay, there's a lap pull down machine. I'm just going to pull down, but I didn't know the form behind it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like you as a trainer, I'm sure you see somebody who comes in to class and, and they think <laughs> they know how to do rows and everything like that. But I think that's the beauty of fitness is you have such an evolution over time mm-hmm. and you think that you know what you're doing and you try to listen to advice online. But in reality, once it comes down to actually applying yourself, it switches up quite a bit. Okay. So recognizing that, you know, when you first were starting that you didn't know what you were doing, what, um, walk me through a bit of the process of like, kind of like how you solve that problem. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. So when I actually started out, it was in 2020, Mm-hmm. Right after the pandemic hit, yeah. I was about 106 pounds at 5'8", and I was like, it's not too healthy. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? So I, I started to take my own journey and running, trying to build on muscle, trying to stay lean, mm-hmm. trying to balance, you know, all the macros, the micros, X, Y, Z. But I found that in the end, it was mainly about asking for help and realizing you don't always know the best answer. Mm -hmm. You don't know the best answer until you ask for help. So once you ask for help and you start realizing that it gets easier and easier. So with my boss, um, I had started a new job in January of 2021 and he got me into CrossFit. And that was where my fitness switched from something you have to do into something you want to do and you want to get better at. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Uh, So would you say that when it came to, you know, fitness becoming a part of your life, that having a support system greatly helped you? A hundred percent. A hundred thousand percent. Everybody that I met through the gym has honestly become a pillar in my life. Mm -hmm. A huge pillar. If something goes wrong, I can rely on them. If I need to work out with them, I can go to them. And it's also the same. It's, It's vice versa. It's give and take. So I would say that fitness changed my life in more ways than I could have ever imagined. Solid. So for you, I always, well, I always tell people that obviously having a support system helps a lot, especially with this fitness is a new venture. Um, so I always look as people's support systems, kind of like the Justice League or like the Avengers. Yeah. Even Hawkeye is important because what a lot of people don't realize, sorry, this isn't a Marvel podcast, but I'm going on this rant anyway. Okay. What a lot of people don't realize is when Hawkeye isn't there, the Avengers lose. Go back. Go back and watch Infinity War. He wasn't there. They lost. Thanos whooped their ass. They lost because he wasn't there. They did. Ultron, he was there. Guess what? Ultron took an L. Loki, he was there. Loki took an L. Endgame, he was there. They won. Thanos lost. Everyone needs to stop disregarding Hawkeye. All Hawkeyes matter. Anyway, who would you say makes up your like Avengers like support team? My Avengers support team. Um, it would definitely have to start with. I know you know, Drew. Yes. Uh, my old boss, Drew Cavoli, is chiropractic. He got me into CrossFit, as I mentioned earlier. He is definitely my biggest support system at this moment. And then shout obviously, out to Drew. yes, shout out Drew. We'll see this probably because I'm going to send him. But then uh, I would also say it extended with people that I met through the gym. Mm -hmm. Honestly, it was you. It was Hadley. It was Damon. It was people that I'm sure will be featured on this podcast soon here. But it was a lot of the people that once you realize you all have your own individualistic goal, but you're all there to support each other. Mm -hmm. 
that's when it makes the difference. And all of a sudden you realize, Hey, I'm good at this, but you're good at that. Mm -hmm. So let's combine, let's figure out how to best get to our goals. And I think that's the hugest part about the gym and reaching out. Um, and who is really been close to me is it's all just people who are willing to help out. I love that. Um, now beyond the, uh, physical benefits of obviously, you know, not, being at risk for like heart disease yeah, at 23. <laughs> uh, what would you say right? is like the most like unexpected benefit that you got from fitness? Yeah. So actually I would say there's three components and it's awareness, mm-hmm. loyalty, and then habits, routine. So I would say awareness because you have to be aware of how you're picking up that barbell. You know, if you go up with a rounded back on a deadlift versus straight Mm -hmm. spine you know it's different but you have to be aware of that just like you have to be aware of relationships in your life yeah like hey just because this works for me is that their way of communicating Mm -hmm. so how do i have to adjust that just like i have to adjust my lift because you're not always going to be right you're not going to get everything right 100 percent on 100 percent of the time you know it takes a village to raise a child it takes a village to lift correctly (laughs) like and it's the same thing and you have loyalty like how loyal are you to yourself to show up and do something mm-hmm. that causes, you know, physical pain. Sometimes emotionally, you don't want to be there. Mentally, you are not there. But what shows up, what factors and habits leading into the next point do you have? Yeah. So it's the habits of, hey, do I go to the gym? Hey, do I wake up at this time? Hey, do I eat clean? Mm-hmm. But all of that is just like, you know, the cl- like cliche quote you see online, like, hey, if you can show up for others. <laughs> You show for yourself. You know what I mean? And I think it's, it goes in that way. Like life's unfair because it's fair to everyone because like, oh my God, I got sick. Life is so unfair. I don't want to go to the gym. No, life is fair because it's affected a thousand, hundreds of thousands of people in other way. Yeah. What makes your excuse acceptable? You know what? That's So I think it comes down to a lot of how do you handle life situations like you handle the barbell? Are you going to pick it up or are you going to put it down and choose to walk away? Okay. You know, and, uh, you know, that's one thing that I've always thought about. So um, one of my, again, one of my other favorite pro wrestlers, his name is Roman Reigns. He's amazing. Um, And his uh, one quote that he has said is the gym is one place that doesn't acknowledge me either. You, the weights don't care who you are, either you can lift them or you can't. And it pushes you to continue to try again. And that's, that is like the most true thing that I've ever experienced. Like yeah. if I can't pick up the weight that's on the bar, like they, I can't do it. There, there's no lie. There's no way of fooling that around exactly. it. It's like, I can, or I can't, but it's like showing up in life. Exactly. You can, or you can't, but it it's all, <laughs> yeah, but it's all your decision, but you also have to take into account the circumstances yeah. of your decision. And, in that moment uh what were the biggest obstacles that you went through like prior to starting your fitness journey and the obstacles you had to overcome while in the process um i would say the biggest obstacle initially was trying and i had a coach who told me if you're not failing you're not trying so i started to fail a lot. And he was like, Allison, I'm not saying put an extra 30 pounds on the barbell and fail. He was like, I'm asking you to be self-aware, push your self-limits, 
and be consistent with that. So the biggest thing that gave me, I would say, my biggest insecurity was getting under the barbell. But the second I got under that barbell with the proper people around me, my confidence went up, my friendships increased, relationships with my parents, like everything went up. And I know that sounds like such a cliche CrossFit answer, but truly you learn that if you fail at a barbell, you're going to fail at life. Like if you fail at life, you might fail at the barbell. So it's all a give and take on what you want to be your journey and what you choose to do. So it all comes down to what you put effort into, what you choose to spend your time with. And then that gives you the results. So if you're insecure, how much time are you actually putting into it? How much time are you putting into reaching out to others? Because at the end of the day, if you don't have community, it's very, very difficult to find growth, success, and to learn new things. I always say, if you want to learn something new, find someone who's passionate about it and learn from them. Because if you find someone negative, you're not going to learn much. You know what? That is well said. I 100% agree. What you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. That is just the way life works. Uh, there is no shortcut. There is no easy way out. Um, my biggest thing, and I will always stand by this, is life begins where your comfort zone ends. And that is just that is just the way the world works. Yeah, uh, life's unfair because it's fair to it's unfair to everybody in their own ways. Yeah, and if you're if you're not uncomfortable, you're not growing. That's true. Yeah. You you always used to say that to me in the gym, and actually, there was a time that just reminded me what you said. Um, you got me to do my first tricep extensions when I was nervous at the gym, but had I not done that. I would not use that in my workouts consistently if I didn't give you a chance. She would have yeah. never known she liked it. I would have never known that. And actually, bigger triceps make your arms look bigger. So, hey, just listen. Saying. Just saying. But it's had I not talked to Dre, I wouldn't have learned half the exercises that I know now. I was just trying so. stuff. He's just seeing stuff. Yeah, but you were social and you were willing to reach out and to yeah. talk to people. And I think that's a huge part that that solves that gym insecurity yeah. is being able to say, you know what? You have your own life. I have my own life, but you're clearly really good at this one workout. Let me reach out to you. Yeah. So like, you know what I mean? it's like I've told people before two things in the gym, they're going to sound like made up terms, but they're very real gym security, gym anxiety, yep. gym anxiety is what happens when you go to a new gym for the first time and you feel, despite whether you have headphones on yeah. or you're with your friends, you feel like every person in that building is watching you and only you. And it and some for some people, it becomes so overwhelming that they just stop whatever they're doing. They stop their set. They do whatever. Yeah. And they just dip. And then gym security is also insecurity, but it's, it's a lot of times you run into it when you as the person either experience something you're not that good at yet or you see somebody doing something and you're like, huh, how do they do that? But you are like, wait a second, I don't want to ask because I don't want to either. Well, for example, um, you know, uh, not to put a, a gender or a stereotype on certain exercises, but hip thrust is an exercise that primarily most women do i uh -huh. wanting more 
engagement for my glutes and for my hamstrings, wanted to make sure I was doing it properly. Now, we also live in an age in social media where depending on whether you're, sorry, your, your intentions of how you approach somebody, you talk to them, all doesn't rest with you. You could be trying to be as nice and genuine as possible, but if somebody takes your words or your interaction mm-hmm. the wrong way, you are now the weirdo at the gym. And yeah. as a guy, you see so many videos where women are like, oh, I was doing this workout. This guy came up and talked to me and stuff. And you and the dude just getting slandered in the comment section. And so you're you're trying not to well to do it. I was doing power cleans one day. Wait, I mentioned this earlier on. I don't think you did. Yeah, I did. Did you? I know I did. Do it again. Okay, well, anyway, so there's this guy at the gym. He had just graduated high school, and he came up to me, and he was like, hey, you're jumping back on your power cleans. I was like, no. And so he ended up to go on and explain it to me, and I walked back up to him, and I was like, hey, um, did you do CrossFit? Did you do something? How do you know power cleans? And he explained it to me. Wait, I have a better way of describing that. I have a better way of describing this one. Okay. See, I need redos. But, um... So I was at the gym one day doing power cleans to touch on the point that you were talking about, Dre. Mm-hmm. And this guy came up to me and he was probably like 17, 18 years old. And for reference, I'm 24, almost 25. And so he came up to me and he was like, hey, you're jumping back on your power cleans. And I was like, <laughs> and I went up for my next power clean and I jumped back. And so I went up to him and I was like, hey, could you come over and actually give me some advice? And in that moment, I realized there's a humbling experience in actually taking advice of those around you. Yes, do your research, but there's also a very huge significance in accepting advice of those around you. Because at the end of the day, everybody at the gym is trying to help each other. What did you say? Like, I feel oh, like yeah. <laughs> it's a collective community. Yeah. And like, and that's the, that's, that's, that's uh, leading to what I was talking about. Like I had to really go, okay, you know, there's a difference between how I am going to approach someone versus, you know, how so, how a lot of the dudes that get portrayed in those little viral uh, gym videos where dudes are being weird are going to act. So, like, I literally came up to um, this one girl, and I didn't really know her very well, but, you know, we became friends because of this interaction. And I went to her, her name's Victoria. Shout out Victoria. And I was like, Oh, we love Victoria. We do. We and I was love like, Victoria. I was like, Hey, I really don't know how to do hip thrust like that. Can I give it a try? And like, you let me know if I'm doing it right. First off, it was very humbling because she had like 225 on the bar. And I was like, Uh uh-uh, uh. Uh uh. So I took yeah. the little plates off and I had like <laughs> just like 135 on the bar. Yeah. And she was telling me how to do it. And I was like, Oh, okay cool and like but it was just great like you know and like you know getting over that initial like hesitation because you didn't want to be a weirdo or you didn't want to like look like you didn't know something you don't want to look like you you were uneducated you didn't want to look like you didn't know what was really going on at that moment (laughs) like it's it's kind of and shout out to shout out to a lot of the first off you know what's great i've had a lot of uh personal trainers but uh, I will hands down say that some of my most effective trainers have all been women. And really? this isn't to this isn't to discredit any of the the men that are trainers because I really? myself am a trainer. This isn't to discredit any of that. This isn't 
to slander any like guys or anything. So no one take offenses. But for me as an individual, it it helped the most. Uh, and I attribute a lot of that to me being raised by my mom. So like you know, mm. it's a lot easier for I feel like for women to or me to understand the communications that women have because. And the the great thing yeah. is, um, shout out to Kelsey. Kelsey was the first ever trainer I had. Uh, she was wonderful. Kelsey was very encouraging. She always pushed me to do the best I could, but she was also uncompromising. She would not. Yeah. She would not let me, uh, for lack of a better word, sorry to my grandma who's listening to this. She would not let me bitch out of doing. I any was gonna kind say Kelsey workout. does not let shoot slide. Yeah, she does not let. Like she is the epitome of when did excuses become acceptable? Yes, and like then, that uh, is Kelsey. And that then uh, let's see who else I had. I had um, Cassidy. So big time shout out to Cassidy. Cassidy is great. Uh, it's 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 really funny because like I'm really extroverted and Cassidy is very much an introvert. And the fact that we like were able to vibe and stuff, and the fact that she was able to push me and. Had it not been for uh, Cassidy and the person that she is, the absolute badass woman that she is, I wouldn't have, I genuinely wouldn't have had the drive like I like I did to end up becoming a trainer because it was just how how she was and her training style was very similar, very similar to Kelsey's actually. And I was like, you know what? She's helped me out a lot. Kelsey's helped me out a lot. Other people have helped me out a lot. Um, I really wanted to help other people the same way. Um, and then currently my current uh, trainer, Sabrina, who will be on this podcast in upcoming yeah. episodes, absolute beast. Um, let me just get on my soapbox about Sabrina real quick. First yeah. off, Sabrina's uncompromising, and I love that about her. Very. She, We have been friends. Uh, me and Sabrina have been friends since, I want to say, like, 2019, 2020. Um uh, so I'll, I'll do the background okay. more on her, on her episode, but, uh, we, um, uh, we, we always been friends. We, you know, we, we talked back and forth and stuff. And then when she started her training business, I was like, yo, like I'm, I'm down. Like, let me, let me, let me get with the team. And, um, you know, she, she just, she did a pretty good job launching as well. She's great. Yeah, she's she wonderful. Really she's going to kill it 100%. at her next bodybuilding yes, show. Yes, she will. And but Let's yeah, go, Sab. shout out to shout out to Sabrina. She's great. She's yeah, wonderful. 100%. Um, look look forward to having her on the show. Uh, but yeah, that's just my that's just my soapbox. Um, what and the reason and you know the crazy part uh, the reason I I mentioned having had uh female trainers and coaches is because a lot of strong men would be initially hesitant to have a woman as a coach and you know oh, 100%, that's, that's 100%. rooted in their own reasons and mm -hmm. their own issues that they got to get through but well and you know that's wild to me because a lot of the female coaches that i've had have actually worked on the male coaches form technique have slow down the patients and it's all just that give and take would you agree with that or oh easily so like what let's 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 even like even not just talking about fitness if you look at if you look at women's basketball, men's basketball, if you look at women's lacrosse, men's lacrosse, if you look at women's soccer, men's soccer, they're the the difference besides the two genders in the sport, even though it's the same sport, is uh women's sports tend to be more 
technical and about precision and yes. about understanding the uh -huh. concept. Men's a thousand percent. Men's it's more sports of a is team about the sport as well. I, I don't know if if that coincides with what you're just saying, but yeah. I feel like watching women's sport is significantly much more of a team effort. However, the guy will push himself further typically. Yeah. If that it's, makes it's sense, more about, it's more about. Um, That's just my opinion. Yeah, Not it's, a fact. <laughs> it's an opinion. Let me say that. It's it's the finesse to it. Like like I said, there's more. Like for example, women's lacrosse. There's like. Although the men's game is way more physical, which, you know, they need to let the women hit. That's a separate thing for another day. But anyway, um, if you watch a women's game, you'll see there's way more finesse. Like their passes are crisper. Their offenses move better. There's just more technique involved. And that's the same thing with lifting. If you mm -hmm. if you have ever – I mean, for any of you guys that, are, that have female friends – or any of you ladies that are listening that have been to the gym with your friends, you you guys will notice that most women most women in the gym tend to spend more time on the stretching, the warm up cardio. aspect, and the cardio aspect. The finer the finer points of fitness, like the finer aspects, because obviously if you don't stretch, you're gonna pull something or hurt yourself. If you don't warm up, your body's not gonna be as adept and as ready to go as it would be. And cardiovascular is just important because you got to keep that heart healthy. Oh, 100%. And you know what's wild about that is I used to be the person who, like Hannah was talking last week, their mom would bring to Pilates, to yeah. yoga, and then I picked up running not as early as her at 12. I picked it up at like 14, 15. But one thing huge I noticed was one who their initial role models were in their lives, role models, were in their lives, but also was mainly who they surrounded themselves with and learning what their weakness and strength was. Mm -hmm. Learning how to differentiate, hey, I have a good engine <laughs> versus, hey, I need strength. If that makes sense? Just like you were talking yeah. about, you learn those strengths and weaknesses. Yes. And and much like you said, um, now again, <laughs> I, this, is, this, is, this is not a – a generalization or a blank saying this is just saying this is, we're just talking from our experience and our, our observations. Opinions. I'm in a gym for like eight hours a day. I, I see a lot of this. Trust me, if you're gonna try to dispute this with me, argue with the wall. I'm not the person. But <laughs> but um but what I'm saying is like the yeah. number of time and like I talk to people at the gym all day. Like that's most of my job. And the number the number of times that I just like ask people like like, because um, like if I see somebody struggling with the lift and stuff, I'll be like, oh, what do you do for your warm-up? And they'll be like, uh, I don't warm-up. What, what like, warm-up? What warm-up? And you're like, like oh, what are you doing Lord. for your stretches? I'm like, what are you doing for your stretches? They're like, uh, I don't really stretch. And I'm like, part of the reason. I, I wish everyone would, would, would understand. Understand the strength of that. Because as you know, Dre, I used to work at a chiropractic office. Yeah. He practiced in sports medicine. But the biggest frustration was is people would come in weekly with back pain. And it was like, what did you do this week? And they're like, well, I watched TikTok in my bed for 10 hours a day. And it's like, well, kind of adds up. But what are you doing to stretch? There is so much importance to warming up. And I feel like that's something you should touch on mm -hmm. with your followers. But um, yeah. What did you learn about stretching? I'm going to interview you here for a second. <laughs> here, what did you learn from stretching? It is so and important. and all of that because I I know that uh, you and I have discussed that in the past it's a bit. So, so important 
and also uh, shout out to chiropractors, shout out to acupuncturists, shout out to people that do cupping, shout out to massage therapists, shout out to Dr. Drew Cuffo. <laughs> yes, so much. Yes, um, yeah. So shout out to shout out to Drew. Uh, he has shown me so much. He showed me so much during my time with him. Uh, he showed me a lot of exercises that help strengthen your core and prepare for like when you're doing your compound lifts and whatnot. And he showed me a lot of exercises and movements that I still use with my clients today. Like there is there's stuff that he's shown me that I use for today. So that's that's another great thing about fitness is fitness is a lot like life because you are always learning, you're always growing. And the the toughest part I feel for most people is um, letting go of that ego, that ignorance, where mm -hmm. you are so mo like there yeah. there are different types of people. So if you're a, if you are a person that goes to the gym between the hours of four a.m. to seven a.m., those people more often than not are the people that are like, I know what I'm doing, I don't need help, I know how to do this. But if you talk to me, I will yell at you because I haven't had my coffee. Those That's not true. I go there at four thirty, and I'm very kind some days. Listen. I'm some saying, days, I'm some days. Let me put the emphasis on some days. So he's actually right on his point. I'm gonna let I'm you. I'm just keep saying going. some. I'm gonna let you keep going. He's got a very strong point. The the 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. crowd is literally is literally the um the the uh moms that are usually dropping their kids off at the daycare <laughs> that are trying to get their workout real quick. And then your 5 p.m. to closing crowd, those oh! are your those are your party people. God those bless. Are your, those are your God high schoolers. Those are your those are your people that just got yelled at their boss and they're trying to take their aggression out on yeah. these weights. No, um that that's what we call the jungle. Cause because yeah. it'd it be a jungle at that time. It truly God, is. God it, bless it, you if you go to the gym after 5 p.m. Um because before 9 p.m. Between I would say five and nine. Five to seven. If you get after the nine, you kind of get the five to seven thirty. It's like a it's a super bro gym. I feel like after nine p.m. to close, I feel like that's a pretty. Wait one more time. Yeah. Okay, go. So for you, obviously, you struggled with a eating disorder in the past, and wow. a lot of that does um, stem for uh, from like self image. So I will mm -hmm. say. How has the gym improved your self-image and is it something that you still struggle with? Yeah, so actually something that's crazy is, you know, like I worked out, I would run, do yoga, the basics of working out, mobility and cardio. And that was about it. I didn't touch weights. And when I was 106 pounds with the eating disorder, um, I would bruise easily. I was so fatigued. I wouldn't have the energy to get out of bed in the morning. And once I started lifting and got into CrossFit, I was like, okay, this clearly doesn't feel my body well enough. So how are we going to do that? So I reached out to other people at the gym um, who are very specialized in nutrition. And my calories <laughs> doubled in that month and all of a sudden I put on 40 pounds in three months, but I lost 2% body fat. And so getting into the gym after an eating disorder is the most mind freaking 
altering experience you will ever have because if you've had an eating disorder, you know how the highs and the lows go. Sometimes you binge, sometimes you want to throw up. It's X, Y, Z. It's all different ranges. But once you find the value of like, okay, listen, I'm not defined by how I look. I'm defined by like what I'm able to do. I'm not defined by how I look. I'm defined by what I can do. And so you start to push yourself and then you see these changes in your body and you get kind of scared for a brief moment. But then you realize, look at all the changes mentally. Look at all them emotionally. All of a sudden I'm happier. I have more energy. I'm able to do this, that, this, that, this, that, this. And so I would say the biggest thing coming from an eating disorder into going into a strict CrossFit nutrition routine of working out. It changed my physical, yes, but more so it changed my mental. How do I handle things with people? I'm not so sure on nutrition. So I can respond to my mom in a way that's rational. I can respond to my friends in a way that is understanding. But it all takes, okay, I have this balance in my life so I can control the controllables, but I can't control the uncontrollables. So what am I going to do to confront that? And it's like an eating disorder. Okay, I'm nervous about this, but what can I do to contradict this? Okay. If that makes sense. Yes, it does. No, 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 it does. You're going to need to interview me on a different day. No. Oh, my God. It makes sense. It doesn't make sense. (laughs) No, I'm like, I'm not like, man, I'm like. No, 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 you're good. You're good. This is why I do these because I like like getting different perspectives. It's it's, uh, different ones. um, Let's see. When... When it comes, so in my experience, um, going back to like support as well as like um, self image, a lot of people that are trying to make changes in their lives from a fitness perspective, um, a lot of the, so it depends. I I can't even break it down to percentages because I've had different people. Um, I've had some people that I meet at the gym, like fresh off of, a breakup and they're like, yo, I'm, oh. I'm going to focus on me. I'm going to do my thing. Da, 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 da. And yeah. then I've had people that are like, you know, I'm trying to get healthier. I had a health scare. My, my wife, my husband wants me to do better. Da, 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 da. People, I've had people that I meet like, they're like, oh, my mom or dad just died of heart disease. I don't want that for me. I got to fix this. Um, yeah. And then I've had people that are like, yeah, you know, my, boyfriend or my girlfriend goes to the gym all the time and I'm trying to do it so I can be supportive and whatnot. Um, have you, have any of your like, like relationships with like, um, boyfriend, girlfriends, anyone, has anyone been like very like supportive or like against your like fitness, uh, pursuit and like, how did that affect your relationship with them? Yeah. So, Actually, it's kind of funny because I have both sides of the the spectrum you have just created. But, um, no, I've had boyfriends who always wanted me to be curvier. And I've had boyfriends who have always wanted me to be skinnier. And at the end of the day, I realized that's something they need to put in their suggestion box for me. Mm -hmm. But not something I need to live by. Yeah. So that could be their desired result. But at the time for what I was doing and where I was at, 
I don't think that's their place to say. Because it's my life. I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to find what I like. And so the second I fell in love with working out was actually when I was not forced to work out. Okay. And I found, okay, how high can I get my vertical? Can I do a handstand? Can I power clean? Can I do this? How much can I? If that makes sense. It's it's kind of more so about pushing my limits opposed to proving people wrong. Because the second that you're living for someone else, you lose yourself. I love that. That's what yeah. I mainly think. It is, it is so you important. You shouldn't have that revenge like, I'm going to work out to prove <laughs> my ex wrong. Like, screw him. Dude, screw you. Like, you should be working out for yourself. You shouldn't be working out for someone else. You should be working out for your cardiovascular health. You should be working out to not get muscles tightened up and cramping. You should be working out for you, not somebody else. So when it comes down to it at the end of the day, it's what do you want? Not what are you proving to others? It's what are you proving to yourself? What are you proving of your character? What are you proving of your habits? Not... I'm going to show my ex. Does that make sense? Oh, I love it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you shouldn't ever be working out for somebody else unless it's like, oh, uh, I want to be able to physically carry somebody down the mountain if something goes wrong. That is admirable. Actually, I do have a that's client admirable. That's like that. Uh, have, shout yeah. out to shout out to Steve. Steve is sixty-five. Steve. Steve's sixty-five years old, and I he do. he he does hunting, and he's. His main thing when he uh, came to me was pretty much, hey, I want to be strong enough that if something happens while I'm hunting, I can yeah. drag the person to safety. Exactly. Um, that was one of the biggest things for me. It was My biggest thing is I want to be able to help somebody else if I need to. Do you know what I mean? It's not about, for me, I know I admire all the bodybuilding people, but for me, it's about strength. I love that. You know what I mean? Um, next question. Uh would you say is it is it fair to say that fitness um is life saving? A hundred percent. Beyond beyond the physical aspect, is it fair to say fitness is life saving? A hundred thousand percent. I had so much going on in my early childhood. I won't dive into that now, but I had so much going on that I did not know how to cope with for five to six years. And once I found the gym and CrossFit and the people that came with it, all of a sudden I wasn't looking forward to the day that I died. I was looking forward to the next day I got to live. And it wasn't about the weight on the bar. It was more so about, Oh my gosh, I get to see Dre, I get to see Sav, I get to see Mo, I get to see Ashton. You know what I mean? All the yeah. people that we had at Crunch were the people who kept me going. Mm -hmm. All the people from my CrossFit gym were the people who kept me going. And so it turned my depressive episode and anxiety attacks into something positive. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh my God, I have to go to the gym. It was like, oh my gosh, I get to go to the freaking gym. I get to see my friends. I get to like try to be better. It all changed my entire perspective. Yeah. But it was the community more so than it was the workout. I love that. That yeah. is that is one of the best things. Um, Sorry, I got so loud and passionate. Oh, <laughs> no, I support the passion always. Um, that is one of the best uh, things Fitness is 
really life saving. It's not just physical. Yeah. If the mind is not connected to the body and the mind is not right, none of this is going to work. It is a whole none person concept. You got to all be right. And that is not saying that you have to be fine all the time because it is okay. It's not, not not even okay. It is completely fine to not be okay. More than okay to not be okay. I promise you, the gym is, that you go to, or if you're an outdoorsy person, it is full of people that are broken and just trying to get through that day. Everyone is dealing with something that you know nothing about. So whether you're in the gym or in life or anything of that matter, be kind to everyone. Do right. Um, Allison, yeah. before we get out of here, um, anything that you would like to plug or talk about real quick? Yes, actually I would. Um, there was a, a very significant quote that I heard that Dre just to touch on Dre's point, a bad moment doesn't mean a bad day. So if you fail a lift, it doesn't mean the rest of your day is going to go wrong. If you mess up at your job, it doesn't mean the rest of your work day is going to go wrong. If you mess up something in your family, it doesn't mean the entire relationship is going to go wrong. A bad moment does not correlate to a bad day. A bad day does not correlate to a bad week. A bad week does not correlate to a bad month. It's all proactive decisions that you choose to make on a daily basis because everything you do in life is a choice. Going to the gym, choice. Getting in your car, choice. Grocery shopping, eating clean, Choice. Hanging out with friends? Choice. Who you date? Choice. Keeping your family around? Choice. It's all an active choice. So make the right choices. Yes. One bad day is simply that. It one does bad not define day, your life. One it does bad not. day out of the millions of others you're likely to have. Um, I'm Dre. This has been the Aim High Podcast. Allison, thank you so much. Thank you, Dre, for having me. I love this. Sorry I ranted so oh, much. Oh, I love but... it. I'm here for the Allison rants. I love it. The people are going to love it. ADHD. It's real, it's honest, and it's open. And that's what we will always be here. Uh, thank you. You all have a good rest of your day. Thank you so much.